Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now is Vaughn Dalzell with NBC Sports. Make sure to follow him on X at Sports. Of course, if we're going to talk about good Steelers plays to open up a segment, we've got to bring in Vaughn for that and put the whole thing back together again. So that's kind of the idea there. Uh, so let's start with uh, looking at some futures, uh, specifically in the N- or the AFC, rather. Ravens uh, are plus 140 to win the conference, followed by the Bills at plus 350, even though they have not even won the division yet. Uh, Chiefs at 4-1, to one, yeah. Dolphins at plus 650. Uh, do you see any value backing someone other than the Ravens? Well, first off, thanks for having me, everybody. Good morning once again. And I'm sorry that uh, Aaron's 50-1 to one on the Steelers did not cash uh, for that one <laughs> seed. I mean, it was so close, oh, Aaron. Wow. So you close. had to bring that up. Oh. They fell off well, the cliff yeah. after that. Listen, listen, Aaron, if Vaughn didn't bring it up, you know I was when it was my turn to ask a question. So it was going to happen. Well, everyone <laughs> does. So, yeah, just join the club. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that that was the run. Like I said, it would look too good to be true. Three straight teams. But, uh, yeah, the Steelers aren't in this conversation. There's no way. If they, they make the playoffs, they're getting beat right away. I can't wait to fade them. Uh, but <laughs> interestingly enough, <laughs> interestingly enough, I thought the Bills being plus 380 to the Dolphins, plus 550 was interesting. That type of range, 650 for the Dolphins here you see on MGM. Um, so that, that definitely gives me a Bills uh, favorite spot here this weekend. But as far as long term, I mean, the Chiefs are pretty healthy. I think we can all agree they're not playing great football, but they're pretty healthy at plus 400, plus 420 range. That's something I'm definitely looking on. I missed the boat on the Harbaugh Harbaugh connection here on taking Michigan and the Ravens to win it all. Um, you know, I really could have probably got Twitter famous doing that or X famous, but I think mm-hmm. right now the Chiefs hold the best value at four to one as a health factor. Obviously you can take them in a one game set against anybody. Uh, so I think that's the best value play right now, but I'm keeping an eye on the bills. I do love the Ravens, but I just don't trust that defense in the fourth quarter. They continue to let teams score. Well, let's talk about your Steelers because you know, it's going to be yeah, interesting we to. this week. It, Yes, we should, because it's the first game of the week. You've got uh, an island game here. Everybody's going to bet. A lot of people are going to bet into it. Not everybody, but a lot of people. And then we're still kind of waiting on word on Wednesday morning here. Like, what are, how are the Ravens going to handle it? Common sense says that they're, they're going to sit everyone, and that's why the Steelers are favored mm-hmm. by more than a field goal on the road. What is your sense of what's going on here? Like, it's so interesting because you got all these divisional matchups to end the season, a very smart move by the NFL, because there are certain situations where 
the rivalry plays into it. Like I'm in Chicago and you better believe bear season's over, but they're going to do their damnedest to win that game and knock the Packers out of the playoffs. Like how much do the Ravens care about that at all? We know how successful they are in the preseason with a bunch of backups, like your Steelers to win on the road by margin. Uh, Is that too much of an ask? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, They've been in this spot plenty of times. I mean, 2020, 2021, uh, 2021, they played the Ravens specifically, and they won that game in overtime by three points. And the Ravens sat everybody pretty much. Uh, In 2020, I know it was a COVID year, but same situation against uh, Cleveland. The Steelers sat everybody, um, and they lost that game by two to Cleveland, played Cleveland next week in the playoffs, lost that game by 11. Uh, Big Ben threw for 500 yards. We know Pittsburgh will never do that again. So I'm, I do like the Ravens because even they're going to be competitive in this game. They're one, going to hold true to them being the top team. They're going to hold true to being phys- physical with Pittsburgh and not letting Pittsburgh get this W here. And teams love to play spoilers, as you said. I mean, we saw that with Aaron Rodgers, what, a year ago, too. We see it happen every single season where teams get knocked off uh, when they need a win. So just because they're the favorite doesn't mean that they are going to win this game necessarily. And uh, why Mason Rudolph, you know, it was fun seeing the memes with uh, – you know, all the Christmas memes of Mason Rudolph as a reindeer and, uh, you know, them getting the win last week. But I, I still do, cannot trust this guy uh, whatsoever. I can't trust this offense, I should say. So I would take the Ravens here plus the points. I would let it go out to, on Saturday, let it grow out more because it should probably touch four or five because people will play the Steelers. Mm. I already bet the Ravens is underdogs. All right. So if you follow Von Dalzell, V Money Sports on social media, he has a nice little giveaway that he's working on right now for his followers. Tell us a little bit about it. I know it's probably hard talking about yourself, bragging about yourself a little bit, but it sounds like you're doing very (laughs) well in a particular contest in Vegas. And tell us, you know, what the contest is about and the opportunity that you're offering to your followers. I actually just got the text three minutes ago if I could enter my picks in the next three hours. So uh, here you go. First <laughs> place. Um, yeah, I'm in a Vegas contest, and uh, it was interesting because it was five rounds. Um, and, you know, you get a free trip down there at Circus Swim and stuff like that, free food, drinks, up to 12 people. So uh, I'm trying to bring some people on Twitter with us, on X. Uh, that I've watched our show all year long that are following me or made money with us. So I'm pretty excited to invite four people with us, Eric Froton, Brad Thomas, and Thor Nystrom, who I'm going to beat in this contest. And uh, it's actually six <laughs> to four. I'm a six to four edge here in the final, and he's at five and five. So technically, if he sweeps and I do not, or I go one and one or oh and two, I could lose a tiebreaker and lose this still. But I will note that Thor at 3 p.m. on New Year's Day said – uh good luck or great job if anyone deserved to beat me it's you man uh you've been a superstar this postseason so i basically already won sorry thor you quit during the games uh i'm on michigan i asked the four and a half and the over 55 and a half uh i like michigan a lot and this obviously i've like michigan all season been riding them they've been a money maker paid my rent paid my phone bill paid numerous things for me and i'm gonna keep riding that train but for michigan the offense is going to have success against Washington's defense. I believe Blake Gorham going to have a great day. J.J. McCarthy proved to people that he can't throw a football. He can't move the ball down the field, especially in crunch time. And Michigan had a lot of things go wrong against them uh, for Alabama. You know, the fumbled punt, uh, the pass where J.J. McCarthy put it just behind his receiver, moving the chains when they were gaining momentum. And, of course, a couple plays. Uh, Will Milrow just went nuclear. 
But I love this Michigan team, and I think their defense will look good, but this is the best offense they've faced all season, hands down. Penix will move the ball on Michigan to some degree. So I like the over. I think the Wolverines win. I think they cover yep. here, 7-10 to 10 range. Yeah, for sure. I know there are going to be some props for that game Monday where I'm going to love some overs on the Washington side. So for sure, I think yeah. that makes a ton of sense. Uh, how about we uh, get to the NFC playoff picture? Uh, the 49ers, sizable favorites here. It's minus 120 as they've wrapped up the one seed. Yeah. What's interesting to me is that Cowboys plus 350, likely getting the two seed. But then you have the Eagles at plus 550 with shorter odds than the Lions at 8-1, to one, the Rams at 25-1, to one, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think there's some value around that range? Eagles are so interesting right now. I mean, they have been playing their worst football of the season over the last five, six games. And, I mean, since the bye week, most teams played better football out of that, out of that but they played the hardest schedule. So you got to take that five-to-one value into consideration. I do agree with that because Kansas City, Buffalo, San Fran, Dallas, uh, Seattle, then you get the Giants, Cardinals, Giants. So these three games should be a prep for the Eagles going into the postseason, but they haven't been. I mean, an eight-point win against the Giants, let them hang around. They lost to the Cardinals, let the Cardinals hang around. And then this week against the Giants, we expect a beatdown. I mean, in all sense of the fashion, the role in this game. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I trust the Eagles. I've seen bookmakers saying Eagles at Bucks. if that's a potential matchup, the Bucks would be either laying a point or being a one-point underdog. And I find that absolutely fascinating when you factor in what you just said about the Eagles being uh, 550 and the Bucks there at mm -hmm. 66-1. to one. Um, So I absolutely think there is a lot of value on the Eagles here. I think betting them in the first round uh, as a two-unit wager might be the best bet on the Eagles, though, moving forward to make money up front on them because I don't trust them uh, long-term against a team like the Niners or the Cowboys who have played them really well. Uh, so my favorite pick would be the the Cowboys right now as a value pick at plus 370, uh, which is shocking for me to say. It, it's definitely not going to work out, me saying that publicly. <laughs> can't. Okay. Cowboys. Yeah, right. For sure. I mean, it's a, it's such a difficult week because there are so many scenarios where your bet might look good for the first half and then backups enter due to what's happening in another game. Exactly. And then your bet goes completely haywire. Do you have a different approach this week? Are you going to do more live betting? Are you going to lean towards more first half bats? Like, how, how does it flip in week 18? Yeah, I think live betting is very, very appropriate in this week because you're going to see what teams are definitely mailing it in, what teams are playing to win. Uh, obviously, teams with incentives to win their divisions are, are automatic plays to some degree. I mean, I like the Jaguars this week. I'm in a, I'm in a, a DraftKings survivor pool. I made it to week 18. Um, there's wow. 24 people left. Somehow 24 people left. I don't understand it. They've literally got gifts from God in this contest, some of these people. Uh, but I like the Jaguars this week. You know, I think that they win this game. Um, you know, like I said, I think money? the Steelers are a pick that up. Um, it's not $8,200 is the pot. And it seemed a lot okay. more appealing three or four weeks ago when there were only 45 people. But the only 21 people got knocked out the last three weeks. Like I yeah. said, I mean, people loaded up on the Bills who won a game-winning field goal, um, the Chargers, whoever they played a couple a week or two ago. So, you know, these type of situations. But the Bengals are another team I'm looking at this week, guys, because they needed they need to win here against the Browns. Uh, and they're laying six, which is very telling in my opinion. So you want to look at motivation standpoints, of course, from a player prop market, which I'm sure all of you are going to cover this week if you haven't already because you guys all cover props very well. 
But uh, players with the contract incentives, that's something that you're definitely mm-hmm. shooting for here. Guys that need a certain amount of yards, receptions, or playing time uh, to, uh, you know, target those guys to get extra extra money in their pockets and yours. I want to pivot to the NBA, the Bucks at the Pacers tonight. Bucks three and a half point favorites. What do you like in this one? Yeah, I, uh, you guys, I want to ask you this, Aaron, you probably know this because you bet the NBA, right? And you, you probably mm-hmm. don't love the NBA because how could you love betting the NBA? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's terrible. Tough. Uh, she, she but, does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough. So I, uh, I won nine straight NBA bets in November to end November. And then I lost six straight NBA bets in December. So I quit. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to see the calendar flip. I'm going to get back on it. I'm going to win a yeah. bet on January 1st and 2nd. Then I'm going to hop back in the third. So last night I had the Sixers minus 10 and a half. Uh, great start by them. They just covered by 13. I like the Bucks today because I watched this Pacers game a few days ago on New Year's Eve. And uh, I was leaning the over really hard in that game. End up not playing it myself and of the under cash. But the Pacers... Got a big win there. They're now three and one against the Bucks this season, and they beat Milwaukee in Milwaukee on New Year's Day, which is embarrassing for them and the fans. So Milwaukee, more than anything, wants to hand them a home loss here as a return. It was really the fourth quarter which separated them because Indiana outscored them by thirteen in that quarter to pull away, and the Greek freak had a triple double. But I think this is a great spot for the Bucks to get a little revenge here, get out to a good start, and I think they play a little bit better defense. Not saying much when these neither team plays defense. Uh, but I think uh, Damon Lillard and the company will look good. If Middleton plays, this spread will go out to probably minus five. Let's talk a little college basketball then. Uh, one game that stands out for some reason is Oklahoma State hosting Chicago State 19 and a half as the spread with a yeah. total of 135 and a half. What do you like here? Yeah, I appreciate everyone on X who bet that then because I knew that line was going to move. Um, I gave this out at minus 17 while I was getting my car service and hanging out at Starbucks this morning. Um, got a chocolate croissant in case anyone was wondering. Uh, it was delicious. <laughs> so <laughs> Chicago State. <laughs> no, no. I mean? mean, I did have to brush my teeth after though. Yeah, no. It, what's it, a it bad was, move about that? Smell on your breath. You get the blueberry yeah, muffin. I get out of here. I mean, blueberry yeah, muffin. I mean, nah, man. Uh, I'll take the, I, I like sweets. I'm a sweets type of guy. And, uh, you right. know, I, I ran out of pop tarts this morning as a snack. So I had to, you know, grow up and get a chocolate <laughs> croissant, but, uh, this game in general, Chicago state is playing the uncommon back to back in college basketball. Uh, mm-hmm. now they did play one earlier this season, but get this, they played Morgan state who was also on a back to back. So it was scheduled that way. That was an 84, 83 game thriller in Manila. But this game will not be because Oklahoma State has rest, okay? They've had a few days off since New Year's Eve. So that uncommon rest advantage doesn't play well for Chicago State. And the last time this happened was 2021. Chicago State did this, and we bet Drake, who was laying, I want to say, 19 to 22 in that game, and they won 87 to 50. Um, So Oklahoma State scored 76 or more in six out of seven wins. They've won by 15 or more in six out of seven wins. We're laying the points for Oklahoma State, and we're taking the team total over 76 and a half uh good up to 78 in this spot not a pop tarts guy but what's the best and worst that you've had chocolate fudge what? absolutely the best pop tart if you toast it it's definitely more fire we'll say that uh brown sugar cinnamon if you eat brown sugar cinnamon stay away from me we'll, we'll never likely be friends best friends <laughs> terrible really do you have that in the contest as well 
<laughs> they're, they're terrible. They're they're so bad. Uh, I like I, I joked on our show because uh, that was Brad liked those, and I said, man, like my my mom brought those home because I knew they were like fifty percent off or something because nobody wanted those as kids. They were so they were mad. I was like, why are you bringing those home? <laughs> so mad. Oh man, strawberry slaps. I just like the regular strawberry. Can't go wrong. That's the classic there. Like that's why I can't get mad at Ed yeah. for saying the blueberry muffin. That's a classic choice. I get it. I get it. There you go. Thank <laughs> you, Vaughn Dalzell with NBC Sports. Make sure to follow him on X at V Money Sports. Vaughn, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Jason Logan with his Week 18 NFL plays. That's right here on the BetQL Network. Liver. It's snagged by Likely. Isaiah Likely diving for the touchdown. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And as we continue our conversation looking at Week 18 of the NFL Slate, joining us now to do just that is Jason Logan of Covers.com. Make sure to follow him on X at CoversJLo. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Why don't we start with these Baltimore Ravens? They have nothing to play for. They have the number one seed already wrapped up, and they are three-and-a-half-point dogs to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ravens are at home here with a total of 36. How do you see this game playing out, where the Steelers certainly have playoff motivation, but the Ravens do not? Yeah, I, this number is kind of trending up. I'm seeing some fours out there now, which is kind of an undervalued key number, you know, past those three, six, seven, ten, fourteen. Four is a significant number. And you look at the Ravens in the past, let's say, three years, and this has been a team that's been snake bitten. So, I mean, there's there's absolute reason for them to sit the starters. But I think because of that injury situation, there's a lot of depth on this team. There's a lot of guys that have played a lot of football. Um, you know, second and third string guys out there. And we look at a guy like Tyler Huntley, their quarterback. Uh, if Lamar Jackson doesn't play, Huntley gets to start. Huntley versus Mason Rudolph, Huntley is the better quarterback. So rarely do you see a, a team actually bench their starter against the other teams, you know, well, I guess they're QB1C this year and, uh, mm-hmm. and have the better quarterback here. So I think this number is kind of trending up a little higher than it should be. This could be a messy one in Baltimore as well, too, with, with weather and wind. Uh, potentially playing a factor as well too so i'm keeping an eye on things uh i know that harbaugh hasn't officially made the decision yet um maybe we see a quarter maybe we see a half out of his starters but there's a lot of depth on this baltimore team and like i said I, lo- I love tyler huntley he's a guy who has plenty of starts has some playoff experience as well too so he can come in there he looked good at the end of that miami game yeah, I mean, that's the balance this week. Like there are, yes, there are certain numbers that are on the move and trying to figure out, okay, where where's the overreaction here? How much of a, tr- yeah. a drop-off is it truly uh, when we go to the backup? What are some of the other backup spots? Like, are we talking about backup offensive tackles too? Centers, like impactful positions uh, for sure. That That is the challenge of this week. And uh, I know it covers.com that you wrote about the best spots for week 18 how did you go about it and which spots did you land on sure so I I do this every week I do kind of the spot bets and I actually do a lot of this homework at the start of the season I kind of look for like the bad situational spots whether they're playing a lot of games and into short amount of time or where's the potential letdowns things like that um so there's there's one that um, obviously the uh, Arizona Cardinals and I'm kind of baffled at the line movement here because we have seen this come off plus three to plus two and a half with some money on the Cardinals but 
I mean, in terms of their season, it should be over. You know, they upset the Eagles. It's Gannon's win over his former team. This is how you want to end things. And for Arizona, I mean, just don't show up. Don't play this game. They've already kind of soiled their, their draft pick status, too, by beating the Eagles. They were as low as number two. Now they've bumped up to number four in the draft. And should they win this game against Seattle and some of the other bottom-tier teams lose, they could slide as high as number seven. So, like, Arizona, I know you're a bit of a mess, but you got to learn how to tank. And uh, no one would blame you for not showing up in this game against a Seahawks team that does need to win. So this one um, is a bit baffling, the line movement here. Uh, but I, 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 this could absolutely be a flat spot for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, a few other ones, too. I was looking at the, the – obviously, the Browns are in a rest situation. They haven't officially said that, yes, they're going to rest their starters. They want to battle that rust, rust versus rest situation. But the one thing that did catch my eye is that they, they picked up off of the Arizona Cardinals practice squad was Jeff Driscoll, journeyman quarterback. Mm. And this guy, you know, they signed him this week it looks like he could be the punching bag for week 18. You throw him out there, there's no risk to Joe Flacco if you want to sit him, no risk to any of your other quarterbacks and stuff out there. So Jeff Driscoll is out there kind of floating in the ether as a potential starter for the Cleveland Browns this week against a Cincinnati team that's, you know, potentially still playing for a little bit of pride and has looked good with Jake Browning still under center. Uh, I think once this official word comes out, we could see this one. And it's already moved from like four to five and a half. And now we're seeing sixes and even six and a half at some sports books as well, too. So I think one, once they actually make a decision, and I think we will see Jeff Driscoll under center, uh, this one could you know, be a touchdown or even seven and a half. So if you do like Cincinnati, you've already missed kind of the bulk of that number. You can find a five and a half out there at some sports books. You're going to have to shop around for it. Most places at six. Um, but this, I see this number going up because I think the Browns are going to go Jeff Driscoll and, and just let them absorb a lot of punishment this week. It's a risk, risk-free bet for them. Last year, Paul and I were cruising around Radio Row during the Super Bowl, and we bumped into Jason Logan, and it was at that time I learned you are a big Cowboys fan. We see the helmet behind yeah. you. <laughs> we know the story about them. Great regular season team, but come playoff time, it's it's a tough look. So how do you rate this Cowboys team <laughs> this year heading into the playoffs? Well, we, we the fight the, in, the, in the classic cowboy saying is finish the fight, right? They got it on the T-shirt, finish the fight. And we've got to beat Washington and get that home playoff game because that's going to be huge. That was the one thing that worried me was that they were going to have to go on the road in the postseason. They're still going to have to go on the road in the postseason if they want to win this whole thing. But getting that home playoff game, if they get the NFC uh, East uh, title wrapped up, is going to be a big thing for me. That's the biggest thing with this team when they're at home. They're great. They're fast on that indoor turf. If they have to go outside, uh, on the road, not a good situation for them. We see their offense down tick down to like 12 points per game. Uh, their defense as well, too, sees a, a significant difference. They give up 20 to over 22 points per game on the road. Um, but again, this is a defense that can make those game-changing plays. They're that ball-hawking secondary. Dan Quinn, hopefully he sticks around. I think he's going to be a head coach somewhere next year. But he's he's got this defense humming. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm – always cautiously optimistic when it comes to the Cowboys. But like I said, they, they got to get it done this week. One bet that I do love in this Washington game. And because of the way this is set up is the perfect situation for them this week would be to come out flying, put up a big lead and be able to pull starters and rest guys in the second half because of their road home splits being so wonky. What I do like is Dallas over one and a half touchdowns in the first half. It's like minus 140 at some books right now. Washington is a terrible first-half defense. 
Their secondary is potentially missing their two starting corners, uh, along with a lot of other guys on IR right now. So I like Dallas to score at least two touchdowns in that first half before, you know, maybe Mike McCarthy gets a big and then they can kind of rest some guys and protect those guys before that home playoff game. Game of the week is clearly the Bills and the Dolphins. Buffalo three-point favorites on the road here with a total of 50. Boy, it's weird to see a total that high in uh, today's NFL. Uh, But what's fascinating to me is that the Bills can still find a way to miss the playoffs altogether. And you're probably getting a bigger (laughs) payout, say, if you do your own parlay, build your own parlay, as opposed to just, you know, taking that bet yourself. Uh, But first things first, the Bills have to lose the game. So how do you see that game playing out? And do you see any value regardless in building a parlay where the Bills don't make the playoffs? Uh, I'm, you know, week 18 is such a weird week. I'm not tying too many uh, things together. What I do, what I have been looking at though, I'm going to dive into this game a little later in the week, is I was kind of looking at Miami's team total possibly going under. You look at the Bills right now. Uh, they they kind of do a good mix on defensive zone and man-to-man, and that works out well against the Dolphins because the Dolphins have been able to burn a lot of teams in man with guys like Waddle and Hill, uh, but they have trouble with zone, and Buffalo is more than comfortable playing some zone defense. And we did see them uh, back in week four limit some of those receivers for Miami um, on defense. And then this, this Bills defense has been fantastic since week 14. They're number four in EPA allowed for play in that span. And this game, of course, has that playoff-like atmosphere. It's for all the marbles in the AFC East and that playoff game on the line. And then we could potentially see some some rain, even hail in this game. I was doing the weather report for this one yesterday, and uh, there's thunderstorms in the area all day Sunday. They could roll into Sunday night. No crazy winds, but we could see some rain. Like I said, potentially hail could make that field a little slicker as well, too. And I think that will somewhat nullify the speed and agility of the Dolphins. This is a team that loves to run to the outside, catch that edge. Um, you know, if the field is is wet and the and uh, and the footing's not great, then they may not be able to, you know, have as great attraction there. And the Bills are a team that wants to run downhill between uh, between the uh, the tackles. So, um, I I, I kind of like Buffalo here to be able to you know hold them back with that with a little bit of zone coverage and then run the ball and keep the ball out of the hands of an explosive Miami defense. So kind of looking Dolphins under team total. Um, like you said, this total is at 50, 49 points out there. It's one of the highest totals of the year in a year where we've seen some almost historically low totals. Are you, are you with the, let's say they finish it off and they get the two, like, like you're suggesting that you do expect the bills to win. Um, how do you feel about them entering the playoffs? Are, are they one of those scary teams? It's been a lot of chatter about they, how much defense has improved. Yeah, yeah, they are one of those scary teams because, uh, like the potential, the, the the star power is there. They have all of that. They have the quarterback. They have the receivers, um, and then they're getting that momentum at the right time too. They've been one of the hotter teams in the league. So if they win this game and get in, you know, the playoffs often come down to which team is playing the best football right now. You look at a team like the Rams. I don't know if anyone wants to play the Rams right now because they are just that hot team that could throw a wrench in things. Where you have a team like the Eagles who their resume and their futures market says, okay, this is a Super Bowl contender, but they've dropped, what, four of their last five and not playing their best best football right now. So the, the, the Bills win this one. They kind of have the the roster and and the momentum going into it. So they would be a team that would be very, very dangerous. Any other teams in the AFC that you wouldn't want to face um, that you think could be dangerous? I mean, you, could, you know, Kansas City has, is Kansas City. 
but it's been weird this year. I mean, Kansas City, when they go behind, has almost always been an automatic, like, live bet the money line on Kansas City. And it's one of those things, like, our covers, we have an internal chat, and it's like, oh, KC's down 10, let's go live bet them. And that's been almost a surefire winner for the last, you know, three or four years. But uh, this year, not so much. So I, I don't know if they still have that same magic. I, I believe Baltimore is going to be the best. You know, they are the team to beat in the AFC, being the top seed, uh, being one of the better two-way teams. They could beat you in a number of different ways. They have a ton of depth. And then they have, oh, they're always going to have the best player on the field in Lamar Jackson. And that's the edge that they're going to have over any team. Well, you talked about the Cowboys, so I know you uh, understand the NFC East very well, like the back of your hand. Uh, this line has moved between the Eagles and the Giants. Philly now just four-and-a-half-point favorites uh, compared with five-and-a-half earlier on BetMGM today. Uh, how do you see this mm-hmm. game sort of playing out, anything that stands out to you, and what could Philadelphia do if, say, they're scoreboard watching and, say, the Cowboys run away with the, that game and the division? Yeah, 100%. They're going to be scoreboard watching in this one. And that's why I, I did bet Eagles uh, their first half spread. You could find it as low as minus two and a half out there. Most places at three. In some places, I believe, or even at three and a half. So you definitely want to shop around and, and find it, you know, at least uh, at that field goal or even below the field goal uh, is a little extra juice on it. But, uh, you know, Nick Sirianni coming into this week, he's saying, like, we might potentially just rest our starters and say, oh, the hell with it, because you're looking at a near two touchdown spread for Dallas and which seems to be kind of a foregone conclusion that they're going to win that game. But he's kind of in this pickle where he has to protect his starters, but also snap this team out of a funk defensively and offensively. So I think this first half means a lot to Philadelphia, means a lot to Nick Sirianni with rumors that he's losing the locker room. I expect Philadelphia to come out swinging, try to get up big, and then start pulling guys out and, and, and rest guys. So I like Philly to cover the three or two and a half, depending on what you can get at your book in this first half. I mean, they are among the best first half offenses out there. And the Giants, nothing really to play for other than maybe spoiler or pride. Uh, they've been one of the, the worst first half off, uh, defenses as well, too, give up a ton of points in the first half. So I like the Eagles to, to come out very, very strong in this game. Yeah, that's a good angle, and uh, it all plays into it. Their history, <laughs> and motivation, or, or lack thereof, like that – that makes a lot of sense. Anything else that you wanted to mention uh, for week 18 that we have not hit uh, before we cut, cut you loose? <laughs> uh, it's, I, I will say this is a weird week 18 because usually we have, yeah. you know, maybe three must win, like win and in games. You get a couple teams playing for motivation, uh, but there's a lot of, uh, a lot of teams still in the mix as well too. So I would say, Mind the numbers, we're seeing a lot of like four and a halves and five and five and a halves. Books really keeping the line on the dead numbers because they can, uh, once news comes out that this guy's going to start or, or the coach is planning this, they can move freely around those dead numbers without putting themselves uh, in too much liability, uh, taking a bunch of money on say a six or a three or a three and a half or something like that. So these dead numbers are going to move quick. So once you hear news on a team so if the line is at four and a half or five and a half and once you hear not negative or positive news it's going to go down to three and a half or it's going to shoot up to six really really quick because they'll blow through all those dead numbers because it, it, they kind of have that wiggle room to do so so really mind the dead numbers and know why they're there and then again it's it's just a foot race to to click submit on your bet so okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good stuff. Jason Logan of Covers.com. Make sure to follow him on X at CoversJLo. Jason, thank you so much for your time. We always enjoy having you here. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for tonight right here on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to Becky Well Daily, presented by Ben MGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. We will get to our lightning bets in just a bit, but first, there has been some movement in the market of defensive rookie of the year. Yesterday, we were talking about this being a two-horse race, but there is a small chance that this is actually a three-person race. Certainly, Jalen Carter is the favorite, but his odds are now at minus 250. They're getting a tad longer there. Will Anderson at plus 240, and now Kobe Turner has entered the chat at 6-1. to one. Joe, what do you make of the move? It's not a thing, right? No, it's not a thing. I, I, I know he's getting talked about, and people are point, pointing out, okay, well, Maybe Kobe Turner's entered the chat. Fine. Where? Where are the voters that are saying, I'm going to vote for Kobe Turner? I, I think there there might be, okay, how did this happen? Because you vote for your top three and you have to have a third. And who's your third uh, with Carter and Anderson? Like, that's a stretch, right? Um, I guess it's going to be Turner by default. So he'll get some love. But he's no chance of winning, right? Does he take votes away, though? And does that Meaning, make it interesting? Like, is this more of a Will Anderson play? Like, Jalen Carter voters I, go to Kobe Turner, or this gets a little bit more evenly distributed? Do you think anybody will have him first or second? Turner. Probably not. Mm, I don't yeah, think so either. I could see him finishing third. I mean, if you just Google his name, there's all this, like, NFL is unfair if he doesn't win it. And I don't know. A that's ridiculous. I think it's just, I think probably what it is, is people saw like the tweet and all of this about Kobe Turner. They're looking at the stats and just trying to find some value yesterday and just started hammering it. I don't know if it's going to, I don't think it's going to happen. Look, I mean, so yeah. does this I've hurt Carter? Like, because I feel like Anderson is, I feel like Anderson's first or second on your ballot, regardless, right? Right. And if Carter drops okay. three, mm-hmm. so there will be a couple of West Coast voters that put him in, right? Like give him mm-hmm. the love, yes, and yeah. say he's first place. Yep. I a couple, think that. but that's not the where the majority of the voters are coming. They're coming from New York, 
as always, right? Um, they're going to be on teams that are players that we've been... This is why it's so tough to come out of nowhere, be a third-round pick, and win the defensive rookie of the year. That's why it rarely happens. Because you have to be an established player and make an impact, and those other two guys have done that. So, yeah. I, I And I know the Rams locked in as a playoff team. He's been a part of it. But most of the season... Nobody knew who this guy was, for being honest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to make that sort of a leap, after Will Anderson has been going on a tear, and Carter's been consistent, I don't see it. It, it does it almost have the feel of we, we don't want to vote for Jalen Carter for whatever reason because the Eagles' defense is out of control or, you know, the numbers just don't exactly pop, unlike, say, Anderson's, and to an extent, Turner's as well. Like, Turner's... We're off the field? Adding stats. May is hmm. there that? Like, still residual? I don't residual? know that that's nothing. I don't know mm -hmm. that that's nothing. Yeah. I, I'm okay. with you, Paul. There's, there's something to it. Like, I it wouldn't be surprised if one or two votes change because of it. And could that be enough if, say, this race is a good bit tighter than we originally anticipated? This actually makes me want to back the Rams even more because Kobe Turner <laughs> can break Aaron Donald's sack record and Puka is going after a record, too. Mm -hmm. Another, So it's <laughs> another situation where, man, probably a first half bet. There you go. Maybe. Back of the Rams. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Love Money that line. Eagles first half bet, by the way, that Jason Logan offered the last segment. That was fantastic. That's a good look. Yeah, that's a good yeah. look. Let me go ahead and pounce on that right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm i still torn on, like, maybe pounding Will Anderson, defensive rookie of the year. I'm still thinking about it. So may, maybe include it in the lightning bets, and I'll just put, like, half a unit or a quarter of a unit on it just, just, just for funsies. So maybe that's where I am with that. Uh, as far as other lightning bets I like uh, – Maybe the only chance we have to talk about the FCS championship game, huh? Between Montana and South Dakota State? Give me Montana and the points, Whoa. plus 12 and a half. Fantastic pass rushers they have. I think they will make a game out of this. It's just way too many points. And so I think Montana's defense will certainly dictate the outcome of this one. And then finally, a bit of a homer play for you guys. Clippers over team total of 118 and a half. This offense is looking really, really good. And I know they're going up against the Suns today, but almost doesn't matter which defense they're going up against. They certainly are putting things together. So I like them to score at least 119, Joe. When's that game? Montana, South Dakota State. That's Sunday? On They're putting on Sunday. What yeah. are you doing? Why? I, I think they've done it before. God. A few years now that it's on a Sunday. Yeah. So they so can have on it ABC. on uh, you know, the main Yeah, it's on ABC. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <sighs> Gonna fill that Sunday afternoon like, programming uh, while everyone else is watching the NFL. Why not do it Saturday? I don't know. Before the NFL games, people would watch it and bet on it probably. All right, um, couple plays. I'm go. I have a college play and an NBA play first with college. I'm gonna go with Clemson minus one against Miami. One of the more balanced teams out there. Top twenty offense and defense. Uh, per usual, Miami's defense has been terrible to start the season. They're outside the top 100 in efficiency. Clemson has some uh, some impressive road wins early on in the season. They did win at Alabama. So I'm going to take Clemson on the road minus one. And we get the Bucks and the Pacers 
once again. The Pacers have the Bucks number. They've won three or four times this year. I'm including that in-season tournament game. The other day afterwards, like Giannis is like, we got to figure this out. Why do they have our number? We got to go back. We got to work harder. We got to go back in the film room, figure out exactly what's going on. Give me the Bucks minus three. Bucks take care of business. They beat the Pacers. They cover the number this time. Clemson and Milwaukee. I like your angle on the Bucks, and that is why I included Giannis in a three-leg double-double parlay. So I'm doing Giannis, Luca, and AD. They are all your leaders in the association right now. Um, besides Sabonis and Jokic, you've got AD, Giannis, and Luca right there in the top seven. Uh, I used an odds boost token. Shout out to our sponsors, BetMGM. Thank you for the odds boost token. So it's plus 113. Uh, and then, okay, so here's the question. With the Rams, we've got guys who will be motivated uh, to break records on both sides of the ball. First half money line at plus 142 or Rams just take the plus three and a half. Which way should I go? I'm thinking just money line, right? Or a tough call. First half money line or game to cover? First, oh, is not that... game. This is all first half. First half. Oh, first half. Uh, money line plus 142 or first half plus three and a half. Ooh. I'd add the variance. Okay. And the same number in the first half? Yeah. As the game? As the full game? As the game. Yeah. Correct. I'm intrigued. Yeah. So first half spread. I, I'd go first half money line. I'd, I'd go oh, all in. Okay. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I would. What do you think it would be, Paul? Yeah, I really would. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I guess maybe three. I just think that half point okay. is There are two and a half sand out there. Yes. I'll take the three and a half. It's all over the yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. three and a half. You're going to be three and a half in the first, first half with half, Puka out there. Yep. Yeah, Carson Wentz, Resurgence. Exactly. And Kobe Puka. Turner. <laughs> you are not. Carson Wentz, I'm Resurgence. Pull out on Wentz. Yeah, no, that's a joke. <laughs> pull out? Yes. Well, I'm saying, so like the bet is also, all right, I'll bet on him if I have to, if I, you know, agree with the spot, angle, all that stuff. But a full game, we're going to find out what really happens. Yeah. I don't know how Aaron got there from, but yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. Uh, what? What is so funny? I don't know. Carson Wentz we'll pull out on. method. I don't know. Uh, Clemson <laughs> minus guys one. Turn. Oh, <laughs> What are you talking uh, about? Oh my god! I don't know. Where? I don't know how we got there. And you always but, make yeah. fun of me, like. Oh my god! Are these golf bets yeah, making you delirious? Oh, speaking on? of golf, I think it's my fault. Uh, there's probably an entendre there, but we'll stay away. Um, probably your so... fault. <laughs> it always is. <laughs> so look, I sprayed the board at the Century, uh, which I was not you expecting did. to say. Oh about my god! Here we ago. go. I did not even mean to do that, but <laughs> that's. It's That's a very season. common sports betting <laughs> phrase. That was not, oh, that's not intentional. But we did a whole segment on golf, you know. Um, so go back, listen to that. Had a bunch of, I mean, I stuck with my usual guys, which are these guys. Guessed a bunch of them, but also some bombs in there, some matchups. So one matchup, I'm gonna fade Jordan Spieth. 
Um, did not win in a single tournament last season. Give me Sam Burns a plus money in a matchup against Jordan Spieth. And oh, wow. I am also on, did I mention Clemson? I'm also on Clemson. Uh, Joe, were you here when I mentioned that Clemson futures bet? We were on the Tigers. Yes. Uh, yep. Yeah. So Clemson minus one. Miami, if uh, if their name isn't Miami, I'm not sure why they're getting any respect in this game. Like, they're at home. All right, cool. Um, yeah. And they've played no one. And when they have played people, they've gotten blown out. So, uh, and that's what I got for you. Uh, golf bets in another segment. Clemson and fading Spieth in matchups. Jake, do you have golf bets? <laughs> I do not, but I will say, Jake? I, I will say we are in the lab. We're a month away from college baseball. We are very much in the lab right now. Oh, really? So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I like maybe big Aaron and I just fans. have like this like co-working space in the lab. It's like a WeWork thing, but hopefully it works out better for all. Get of your us, own lab, maybe. dude. I get, no. Now yeah. that both yeah. my brothers are college baseball coaches, I might, I might oh, be in on it too. Oh, can't wait for that to last exactly one week. <laughs> one day. can't wait for that to hey. last exactly, oh, right. exactly a week. Oh, if I'm too that. <laughs> Thanks for watching and listening to Make You All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Everybody, have a good one. Ben Upton. Gators, famously.